0: Yes, my name is um, James Warrior, and I was only in two episodes of London's Burning, but I played the, uh, the character, a firefighter called Simmons. That is a question that I'm not absolutely, completely confident about how to answer you, because it was about, as far as I can remember, I think we're going back about 35 years, and I don't honestly remember for certain, but I think, you see, I don't know who the casting director was, that was on it. But I think what happened was my agent just rang me up and said, uh, you've been offered a a part in two episodes of London's Burning, Um, would you like to do it? And uh, I bit his hand off and said, yes, absolutely, I'd love to, I'd love to be involved. Um, So that suggests to me that um, whoever was responsible for the casting must have seen me before, but I, I honestly, I really don't know, that might be inaccurate information. Now then, as far as the fire station that I was in, I'm not going to be very helpful to you here because I honestly can't remember. Um, I'm, in fact, I'm not making a very good job of this interview at the moment because there's an awful lot... Yeah, I mean, th- that should be a simple and easy enough question for me to answer. But I'm not sure. I don't really know. Um, I, th- I would. One thing I would say is... Um, My memory's beginning to to cloud a bit, you know, with the passage of age. Don't get old, it isn't worth it, I'm telling you. People will try and convince you that uh, with age comes wisdom and all sorts of great things like that. Actually, no, it doesn't. All that comes with age is uh, arthritis and forgetfulness. Yes, I did have a nickname, and it was a very, very glamorous one. (laughs) I was called Porky so uh it wasn't exactly um it wasn't exactly um you know the, the kind of nickname that you would necessarily like but the truth is i was um, i'm a little bit less so now but i was overweight so it's it's a sensible nickname really but uh it's um hardly one that you might take delight in not that i'm aware of i mean that was just something that was in the script i mean i knew that my name was uh was simmons And I knew that uh, my nickname was Porky and, you know, my guess is that when they were looking for the actor to play this particular part, whoever it was that was responsible for casting thought, oh, James Warrior, he's a bit overweight, he'd do the job. And that's the way I think I got it. Um, But anyway, be that as it may, I mean, I can't really tell you for certain, but that is that certainly that was the nickname that my character had. I do remember the storyline, I remember it very well, and one of the reasons that I remember it is that it's a really, really important storyline. And if you think of it too, I mean, okay, this these two episodes took place maybe um, 35 years ago, but this is something that's very, very relevant now, it's not a question. Um, Teasing people, which is often called banter, is often actually not banter at all. It's actually bullying. And in particular, uh, as it related to Maddox, it was racial bullying as well, because he was the only, uh, in in that watch, he was the only firefighter uh, of colour. And it's, uh, it, it's such an important... Um, aspect to to life that racism and bullying in whatever way shape or form it takes place is just simply not acceptable and that's one of the things that in my memory of the uh, of the th- those two episodes was actually really critically important because london's burning was um it was a very, very high quality program. In in every episode you saw, there was usually um, a, a major incident of some kind, like there could be um, a, a huge fire at a warehouse, or there might be something that was not a major incident. It could be the elderly lady whose cat has got stuck up a tree and the firefighters turn up to rescue it, or it could be the rescue of somebody who was you know deeply injured in a motorway pile-up so there was usually a a major incident and that would be the main hook on which the story was hung and it's and it's and it's good and it's powerful and it's dramatic but when you get really good writers and they were really good writers on london's burning without exception and uh london weekend television who were the company i think they were the company that made it yeah they were and and london weekend when they've got production values like they had for london's burning if you get good writers to do it, you can simultaneously have your drama and your action and a good story, and a ripping yarn if you like, that the viewers will enjoy watching. But if it's well constructed and well written, you can also deal with problems which, if you dealt with them just in isolation, like racial harassment and bullying, um, they they could be they 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 could they could begin to sound like you know somebody is standing on a soapbox and uh, educating you but if you're a really good writer and you structure the story well then you can you can have your drama and you can and you can still at the same time without being boring and without sounding as though you're preaching you can discuss really uh, major important aspects of of life and the way people communicate with each other and in that respect, I, I mean, although there were only two episodes that I was in, and my contribution in those episodes was relatively small, nonetheless, I was very, I was very pleased and proud to have been involved in a story which had a storyline like this, because my, um, my character of Simmons, he, he didn't... in a way, I see him with hindsight i see him as a as a rather weak man he was the kind of person who he didn't like what was happening he didn't want to participate in the bullying or the racial harassment but he didn't have the courage to stand up and stand aside from this and to say to the others hey pack it up you can't treat somebody else like this come on we're part of a team we're part of a group he didn't have that kind of courage but in the end he did um, present um, evidence as it were that this had been going on because when the uh, when the incident of Maddox being tied up and practically or risking very nearly being drowned when uh, when that actually came to head came to a head, um, Simmons eventually finally kind of stood up and gave evidence about the the terrible way in which he 'd been treated, and so from that point of view, yes, I do remember the episode well, and i 'm really pleased to have been in it. Um, because I, I mean in in a way i I, th- I think i I see myself as a kind of um uh, superannuated hippie I mean m- my feeling about about racism and bullying in general is that you know most people will agree with me uh, unless they're you know committed um, creationists or something, but most people will agree that something like thirteen billion years ago there was a colossal colossal, unimaginable explosion at the end of which gases eventually turned over th- over 13,000 million years, turned into stars and planets. And on this little Earth, every single person on this Earth, we all actually originated from that one explosion. So we're brothers and we're sisters. Why would you even think about bullying your brothers and your sisters? Why would you think about... Um, Racial hatred and racial intolerance about somebody who is actually your brother or your sister—that's the reality of it, and it's something that I feel really strongly about, and something that is very topical at the moment. Because, I mean, if if you—if you—you know, unless you live under a stone, nobody can have escaped the fact that uh, there's, um, you know, institutional racism in the metropolitan police. Has something's got to be done about it, and done about it now. Anyway, I don't want to go too far away down into these other avenues, because after all, we're we are we're talking about London's burning. But I think what I'm saying about London's burning in this particular case is that it was beautifully written and a difficult and important um, uh, social problem was being dealt with but it wasn't in any way kind of boring and it wasn't in any way somebody standing up on a on a soapbox preaching and wagging his finger at you and telling you how wrong it was to be it. it wasn't anything like that it was it was included in in a, in a drama and a beautifully presented um and wonderful drama I mean so yeah um hey I've been going on a bit about that you only you asked me one fairly simple question I think which was do I remember the storyline? Well, the answer I'm I've taken ages to say. Yes, I do, and I think it was a very important storyline too. Where, where, wherever you get, I mean, in, in a nutshell, my feeling is that wherever you get racial abuse, it needs to be, it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be stopped. It has to be stopped. It's pointless, and especially when you think about it, in the, with the emergency services. You've got people like firefighters you've got ambulance crew you know paramedics it's really important i mean incredibly important your lives depend on each other it's really important that you should be a a, a smooth operating really closely bonded team who can absolutely trust each other and if one of you because of being either um a woman uh, a woman firefighter for example who finds herself um the the recipient of um a, a, of misogyny or if you're um a person of color then you mustn't you have no reason to expect that the fact that your skin color is different from other people in that same group in you know on the same watch you have no. You should have no reason to think that because your skin color is different from anybody else's, that somehow that makes you inferior or makes you fair game to be bullied. Um, and I think it's really important to deal with that kind of uh, that kind of problem when it uh, when it arises. I, I hate it. It makes me angry. I, and once again, I say that's why I was so uh, I was so pleased to participate in the in the role that I played in those two episodes because. I mean, basically, what the two episodes were saying was what people are saying now. 35 years later, is racial abuses unacceptable? Don't do it, dummy. Listen, the first thing I've got to say about this is that it was great. There are times, you know, um, it doesn't happen often, and I, and I think it never actually happens out of kind of deliberate malice, but if you, if you turn up in as a guest actor, As i was just just doing two episodes but if you turn up in that kind of uh capacity in what i would describe as somebody else's series you know in other words you're not one of the the regulars you have a regular cast who everybody gets very familiar with the audience get very familiar with and they see you know on more or less every episode sometimes you can walk in as a guest actor to somebody else's series and just feel that there's an uncomfortable atmosphere. It's as though there's maybe some tension around for reasons that you don't know and you don't understand. And also the regular characters, the regular cast, know each other well and they're very familiar with each other and they talk to each other in a, in a way which typically they don't talk to you in, in quite the same way because they don't know you. They don't know what you like. They don't know anything about you. They don't know um, if you're, uh, you know, if you like to go out to the pub afterwards and drink some beer when you finished. Well, they don't know anything about you. But I had a, a strong feeling that uh, that in those two episodes that I was involved with, I thought I- I'm really lucky here. I've walked in to a group of people who uh, who get on and who've created a really good relationship with each other, and therefore, and that makes you feel welcome. And certainly, as far as Sean was concerned, yes, I felt welcome. I didn't feel like an interloper. I didn't feel like one of those people who uh, thinks, oh, I've turned up in some, and they don't really like me. And they, or they, you know, I, I, none, all the people that I did meet when I was doing those two episodes, none of them had a chip on their shoulder. All of them were good geezers. What more can I say? no i i wasn't uh i, I oh, rather hang on i'm answering this um in a clumsy fashion uh, what i mean to say is no i didn't go out on shouts i uh, i mean if i had been uh, one of the regular actors in it then of course i would have i would have been involved in a, you know in a literal physical way and i would have done the training that the other, that you know many of the other actors did um you had to do in order that you should do the job and make it authentic i mean my contribution to these two episodes was primarily as somebody who was giving evidence About someone who had been a victim of um, of bullying and, in particular, uh, racist bullying, and um, and so, no, I didn't have, um, I didn't play an active role in uh, in a firefighting incident. Um, I I was there and just seen as somebody who was known to be a firefighter. However, my capacity in these two episodes was to. was to explain what had happened what had gone wrong and to uh, and in fact actually to to clear my character that is to clear his conscience because i think simmons always felt that he should have come forward uh, much sooner than he did but um that's it really no i i i didn't participate in in active uh, um firefighting uh, filming or training as far as costume is concerned i I wore what they gave me um, which was I mean I can see funnily enough talking to you now I can see the the main actors from the uh, from the series in a photograph behind you which um, And that's how I was. uh, I mean, they're in like, they're not wearing their firefighting gear. I mean, they are, they're wearing their, their, as it were, relaxing uniforms, as opposed to their, I mean, they're not wearing breathing apparatus or, you know, protective gear. And that's how I was, uh, that's how I was uh, dressed. And uh, and as far as makeup was concerned, um, it, there wasn't, I mean, there was no, nobody needed to, uh, um, to, to you know, I, I, nobody needed to do anything really. I mean, it's just, here's this guy, he's turned up, his name is Porky, Porky Simmons. And uh, so I wasn't, uh, I, you know, there, there was no, there wasn't a big makeup job. It wasn't like I was uh, posing as, um, you know, a, a great glamorous firefighter. Nothing actually. I, the only, I was thinking about this the other night and I, there is one little story I could tell you which it wasn't actually, it didn't take place on set. It took place after. it was uh, We'd finished work one day. Now I wish I could remember the name of the actor because uh, he was very good company. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of the actor that this little story uh, takes place with. All I can tell you for certain is that he was a Scotsman and uh he we we had drunk some beer afterwards and it was getting on the, the evening was was getting on and both of us had to go uh, had to get home you know we were running the risk of uh, missing in my case missing a last train back from waterloo and i don't know where he was going but we decided anyway that in order to make sure that we didn't miss last trains home that we'd get it from wherever we were and i can't remember that either but from wherever we were we'd get a taxi and when we came out when we came out to try and get a taxi it was getting on it was quite late and taxis were few and far between on the street and anyway this guy this actor the scottish actor he he, he saw one coming and he hailed it and the, the taxi driver saw us and uh and and pulled over and just as we were walking out into the road to get it somebody else Someone we didn't know, nothing to do with us. Somebody else came uh, running out from uh, from behind, and ran up to the taxi, and opened the door of it. And both of us, this the Scotsman and me, we were like seriously, we were incensed. And he said, and he kind of he really laid on, uh, you know, like a Glasgow accent. He said, "Hey, pal, if you do that in Glasgow." You'd be carrying your teeth home in your hat, and this guy turned round, and he said, "Oh, oh, sorry, mate, sorry, mate, didn't mean to do that. Don't like that. It's all right, it's all right. It's yours." So anyway, the 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 Scottish actor and me, we got into the cab, and I went, I got dropped off at Waterloo, and he got dropped off wherever he wanted to go. But I just remember the incident as being really good because when we got into the cab, the the Scotsman he turned to me and he said. uh, he said, "I'm no." He said, "I'm not really a hard man at all." He said, "But I find down here in London we have got such a reputation up in uh, up in Glasgow. All I've got to do is just, uh, you know, put on my you know my Glasgow accent." He said, "And they back off." He said, oh, "So I'm glad he didn't challenge us, because the the guy who did it, you know, the guy I'm talking about." He wasn't a hard man at all. He wasn't a dangerous man. He was a, you know, he was a good guy. He was an actor, but he pulled, um, he pulled a good stroke there because we were just about to lose our taxi if he hadn't done it. Um, but that's the only kind of, um, I think that's probably the only kind of, uh, sort of on set or just after being on set story I can think of. Well, um, even though I'm, uh, I'm, uh, what I would. Describe as an ancient, crumbly actor. Now that's what I'd call myself. I still do a bit. I mean, I can't do this the same stuff that I used to do because um, I used to be very active. And uh, I mean, I played during my, you know, my fifty years of being an actor. I played a lot of coppers at various different times. Well, there's no such thing as a seventy-six-year-old copper, because I mean, if I had to chase somebody or arrest, what I couldn't. I mean, I don't do running anymore. Oh, that's not part of that's not part of my style of living um but i still do a bit i um i had oh here's a little one um it was oh this would be about 18 months maybe nearly two years ago now but it came out of the blue uh and i was really excited by it because at my age i didn't expect to to go to bollywood but there i did uh my agent rang up one day and said um You've been offered a job in uh, in Mumbai in a Bollywood film. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to go? They just want to take a few pictures of you. Um, can, so can you do? Because obviously this had to be done over you know a distance of five thousand miles and, until I actually landed there on set. But so I had to take pictures of myself that they wanted me because I was playing the part of. Um, do you remember the great cricket commentator Brian Johnston? Well they wanted me to be in um in a film about cricket and uh, anyway that that's the background to it so to cut a long story short i suddenly at the age of 75 i'm out in i'm out in bollywood in a in a big and they couldn't i mean you know i've always seen myself as just as a working actor uh but they couldn't have treated me with more courtesy or more kindness if i had been i don't know a major international hollywood star like jack nicholson or someone like that they looked after me they they gave me everything they possibly could to make me feel comfortable and also because uh, i finished the job that i was doing uh, about three days short of the uh, of the total uh, contracted period um, the director um, a man called Kabir Khan came up to me, and he said, "James, he said, you've got, uh, you've got three days now to to kick your heels before your flight back to uh, back to England." He said, "Do you know what we'd love to do for you if you would like to uh, avail yourself of it?" I said, "No." He said, "Well, we would love to um, uh, arrange for you to have a car and a driver to take you all over." mumbai and particularly to old bombay and and i and i said thank you i mean can you imagine i mean it was it came right out of the blue and suddenly there i am being chauffeured around old bombay having the most incredible wonderful time so um and also the other thing is God, I'm very long-winded, aren't I? The way I answer your questions. (laughs) But the other thing is, what I—the other thing that I do do now—and I'm I'm sitting in. I've got a little studio, which I'm sitting in at the moment, talking to you, and uh, I record audio books and do voiceovers and things. So I can do that, without having to, um, you know, without having to travel anywhere and without having to leave the house. Oh, and by the way, can I just add one thing, please? Uh, This is not strictly to do with London's burning, but I feel slightly embarrassed about this. I've recently had some really pretty severe dentistry, and I'm waiting for a denture to be made. So if, as I'm talking to you, my addiction sounds absolutely appalling, it's because I haven't got any teeth, or I've only got three teeth left on the top, and so uh, it's that's my excuse you know because if any actors watch this they'll think how did he ever get a job his diction is appalling so it's because i haven't got any teeth left so that's uh, that's my excuse boys well that's that's all right and, and likewise if i may i would like to say thank you because it was the last thing on my mind was that anybody would want to interview me about london's burning because my part in it was Uh, it was small and uh, nonetheless I loved being in it and thank you for asking me to do this.